Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode. We are riveting episode. Very happy to be back after a week off. We have a packed, packed show for you guys today. We've got a lot of stuff to go through. A lot of movie reviews. Yeah, we did uh, did miss you. I miss I missed talking with you last week, Joe, Absolutely. about this. It was uh, got to Sunday of last week, and it was a lonely, lonely Sunday night. But I'm happy to be back uh, with you guys. I know we did get some comments and some. Shout out saying that they missed the episode, so we are happy to awesome. deliver now uh, for you guys. Hopefully it lives up to the hype. I think so. We, Whenever we do these episodes that are usually two weeks, we almost have too much content for you guys, so we're going to try and get through it. So maybe a little bit long of a show, but we're going to make up for our missed episode. Yeah. Uh, first off, as always, we want to plug, of course, the website, fanboyplanet.com. There is great stuff going up on there on a weekly, weekly basis from myself, from other contributors. Again, if you haven't, please go check out the website. Follow it on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, there is great, great stuff. And there is up-to-the-minute information and reviews and articles on there. So you don't have to wait every week for our show. You can get up-to-the-minute stuff on the website. On everything fanboy-related. Yep. Uh, before we start, I want to give a special happy 85th birthday to the one and only Donald Duck. Today, June 9th. It is his 85th birthday. There was a celebration today in Disney parks all over the world. Hello, Donald. Uh, uh, that was my poor. It test. was good. It was good. I, I sprung it on you. I didn't. I didn't give you a heads up. <laughs> so I'm sure if I gave you a little bit more notice, you would have Practiced. come up with something a little bit more. Uh, so it is Donald Duck's 85th birthday. Anything cool about Donald Duck that you like? He's just a fun guy, right? Just yeah. a fun little duck. He's a fun little duck. He's a fun duck. I don't know. He's not Howard the Duck. <laughs> he's No, he's better than Howard the Duck. Um, we do, I know we have talked a lot about box office numbers and box office kind of all time. And Joe is correct when it, it is not necessarily just the money. It is about number of seats. So I put into perspective last time, um, box office adjusted for inflation we're going to dive a little bit deeper now as Endgame continues to move up the charts. Gone with the Wind is still the number one film. We talked about this last time. At that time, it was $0.25 cents a movie ticket. So there's obviously no way it's going to financially compete. Uh, Avatar would be number two. Titanic would be number three. The original 1977 Star Wars would be number four. Hmm. And then, even with inflation, it's still Endgame. Now, a lot of that money, much more of that money is still overseas yes. than a lot of these other films, but that's just the way the box office world works now. But still, that's quite an accomplishment, even still number five at this point. The Sound of Music, 1965, is number six. Mm. The 1982 E.T. is number seven. 1956's Ten Commandments mm. is number eight. Charlton Heston. 1965, the Dr. Zhivago film is number nine. Dr. Zhivago. Zhivago. I think it's Zhivago, but that's okay. Oh, is it? I don't know. I think it's Zhivago. Someone correct us, please. And then number 10, it's going to be a newer film. It's going to be Star Wars The Force Awakens. So two Star Wars films are on that list. I thought that was cool. We'll kind of keep track cool list. of that. Um, Endgame could potentially surpass Star Wars. It's still got a ways to go, though, for kind of all this stuff. We do have a much more exciting update, though. <laughs> At least for me. At least for you. 
Joe, you did watch an episode of Game of Thrones. I did. I have to watch another After one After teasing that you wanted to watch a yes. second one for several times, you I simply know. have not. I, I feel we like it's but we're going to watch one either tonight or tomorrow. I feel like it's a football game and you like left like after two minutes because you thought it was boring. I didn't think it was boring. Tell me what. Tell the people what you thought about it. So again, episode one. If you it's haven't the first seen episode, episode one, it was, you introduced the Starks. You introduced the Lannisters. Yeah, I for, I almost forgot that uh, Sean Bean was in the. Uh, no, I, I I'm not. I I can put two and two together. I know he dies eventually, but you don't have to mention anything. You don't have to mention anything. I, spoilers. I, um. I know he dies eventually because he wasn't like in like the promos for like the final season and things like that. So I assume he's gonna get the he's gonna get the a uh, lot of people die. Yeah, a lot of people die. Um, uh, most of it, it happens was pretty the way you graphic, honestly. Like yeah. I mean, it's HBO, so I mean, it makes sense. But I just like seeing like inc- not it, it's incest, seeing yeah. incest and things like that. That's kind of it was pretty shocking for me. I remember the first season, the first two episodes, first episode, I was like, it's, it's interesting. Like I wanted it to be like more fantasy. And then all of a sudden as the show, especially in the first season, the show goes on, you learn more about the familial trees and you're like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like it becomes less of a fantasy show and it becomes more of a overall drama with some overarching themes. Um, okay. But I, I know, wanna, I know I, we did. People, are, people did ask that we are, watching. We are, we are going to watch the next episode. So Joe, I, I do want, I do want to. Uh, so I do want to give it a chance. Yeah, we do want to give Joe credit because he I did actually give it a take the time. Try. He he did he did say he would watch at least one episode. He's going to give more of a chance. Um, so I think we should at least honor him with mm-hmm. this moment of silence. Moment and of silence. And that moment of silence has passed. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for that. We will keep you guys. Abreast of our Game of Thrones efforts, it's a series that I want to rewatch now that I've seen the entire series. So um, we'll keep you guys updated. As yeah, to how why we're don't going. you reveal to the listeners what what series you've been watching, what series you've been rewatching as of late? I finished it. I finished, you finished the OC. It, you finished the I OC. Finished the OC. Just so you listeners out there, Mac owns all seasons of the OC. It's a good throwback did, show. And he did rewatch all of them. Yes, it's a good throwback show. It's very throwback. nostalgic. It's, it's, it's uh, very nostalgic. You know, it's not something. If, if it's not something that if it was broadcast now, it's not something that I would seek out and watch. But because again, it's at a personal age for me, uh, certainly is something that's it's like entourage and like that. Like I don't know if I would pick that up right now. But again, rewatching it and revisiting it now, revisit the time and place in your life. Was it as good as you remember? Um, no, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I it's fun. So. I mean, it's 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 an enjoyable series. It's lighthearted. I know what's going to happen. Um, not many big twists. That is not my my TV recommendation <laughs> this week. Um, but I was waiting for Joe to somehow work that in, and he didn't surprise me. We do have a fan question, so thank you as always for the fan questions. Yep, yep. We do have a backlog of questions, but because we have so much stuff to get through, we're going to get to that in a future week. Yeah. This is a good question, though. What is the best casting of a performance in a movie you did not like? Do you have an answer, Joe? This is actually a very tough question for me, personally, mm-hmm. because in movies that I like, I generally... Like I would say, ninety to ninety-five percent and a hundred percent of the time, I like the acting. If if the movie has poor acting, I won't I won't watch it, and I don't like it. Uh-huh. So it's very difficult for me to pick a movie where there's good acting that I didn't like the movie. However, I do have a couple. Okay. One of them is very recent. We saw it. 
I really liked Tom Hardy, but I, as we discussed, we didn't really particularly care for Venom. Okay, that's, but, that's but, a great but answer. I, but I wouldn't say he. That's his. I wouldn't say that's the best performance he I've seen. Great in the role. He was very good in the role. There's another movie I wrote down that um, is. We'll 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 tie. I'll tie this into a uh, a, a later question. But the movie I wrote down that I really didn't like, but it was star-studded with talent, and they were all very good, was Lincoln. Okay. I wasn't a huge fan of Lincoln. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it has Daniel Day-Lewis in it. It got a ton of awards. I'm not saying it was a bad film. He's great. But I didn't particularly care for it. It didn't really excite me. It's a stuffy movie. Yes. It's uh, it's, it's heavy. It's more for it's the dense. history buffs. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. That's a good answer. But that was what I wrote down. I okay. I honestly didn't have very many options to no. choose from because, as I said, the movies where I think the acting is good, I own them and I like them. Joe only watches good movies. He doesn't, That's not he doesn't take chances. Uh, well, uh, the well answer, I take less chances than you. What, 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 did, you, what did you pick? Uh, this if may anything. be I – did, I did pick something. This was, this, this was a hard question It's a very hard as question. Well. So it took me a while to go through – um, this may be more of an obscure choice. I picked sure. Michael Fassbender, uh, in the 2015 Shakespeare adaptation of Macbeth. Sure. Uh, it was in the Scottish, the Scottish play Macbeth by William Shakespeare. It was a film that I was very much looking forward to at that point. It was supposed to be touted as kind of a revival of Shakespeare on screen. Um, the film never itself took off. Um, and we haven't necessarily seen Shakespeare on screen since, um, but I thought he was great as the titular character. The film overall just didn't hit for me. And as someone who likes Shakespeare, uh, who goes and sees Shakespeare on a somewhat regular basis, I was very, very excited for the film. Uh, it just didn't live up to the hype for me. But I thought as a performance, it was good. So that's what I chose. I'm sorry if that's a little obscure, but I get it. It's a hard question. Yeah. Um, last couple of weeks, we did we see some films. Joe, Joe saw some too. Joe went out to I the did. theaters. Um, I'm gonna kind of we're gonna breeze. These are gonna be non-spoilers. We're gonna okay, br- so kind of go give through this. General generals. Okay. We will revisit Dark Phoenix next week. Okay, because um, that'll be more of an in-depth look as to the entire X-Men franchise at Fox. We'll do a retrospective on that. Nice. Um, but that'll be cool. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I I I, I braved this on my own. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. Um, it. It very much is a mythology world-building story. Um, it very much tries to make you care about the human characters, and I simply did not care about the human characters. I wanted to see Godzilla on screen. Again, it has all these... They're called kaijus, kind of like Mothra's and Kidora. Like, I didn't know any of these things. These are apparently very popular Godzilla yes. kind of lore characters. Yes. I didn't personally know much of them. I grew, up, I grew up them. watching them. Um, I loved seeing them on screen. I thought it was very, very cool to watch these battles on screen. Um, but again, it just, it keeps building and building and building. And you know, there's going to be another movie because they've already talked about it. So you knew Godzilla wasn't going to non-spoiler revert, uh, non-spoiler. I mean, Godzilla's going to be alive. Like they've already talked about Godzilla's going to be versus Kong in the next movie. They've already announced that. So again, how much real stakes were there? The people that maybe didn't make it till the end, I didn't care about regardless. Um, but overall, the battles were very cool. Um, seeing it on the big IMAX screen was very, very cool. Seeing these monsters, these mythical monsters go face-to-face was really cool. Um, but overall, hit or miss. But I, I enjoyed my time, and I'm glad I took a chance on it. 
Next film we saw, we saw this together. Yes, we did. Um, very, very good film. Very, very high. This would be on my top ten if it ended the year right now. This is going to be Rocket Man. It's going to be top ten of mine, regardless. Rocket Man. Um, Taron Edgerton stars as good. Elton John. Loved it. Um, I will say, I remember, I always re-listen to the podcast when I'm editing and do things like that. And I made a comment one time about Taron Edgerton. And Joe made a comment about... What is Taron Edgerton John? What has he done? Like he's not really there. And I said I thought he's a movie star. He just hasn't necessarily had a big, big chance yet. Besides Kingsman, some of his other stuff that he's done hasn't been yeah. huge. I think Taron Edgerton's a movie star. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, and he's only twenty four, twenty five years old. He's great in this role. Um, if he, most people only know him from Kingsman, this is where he gets to really act and really kind of give his chops. I think he's a movie star. His acting chops. Oh, he's great. Um, Yeah, he was very, very good. Do you wanna? Do you wanna give me something you liked about it? I mean, you were you you gushed about it. It was great. I liked everything about it. I mean, I. It would be an interesting discussion to have, maybe on a future podcast between this and and Bohemian. Yeah, we're gonna do that next time. Okay, that'll be an interesting discussion. But so I'll save my comments about the comparison for later. Yeah. Um. I very much enjoyed it. I was a little tentative about it within the first 10 minutes. Not sure. I mean, is this really a spoiler to say? First 10 minutes. Okay. The first 10 minutes of the film, it looked very much like a musical. Sure. And I was a little bit wary. Okay. Because right. I wasn't, I didn't know it was going to be a musical and it, and, it, and it very much, it teased like it was a musical. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so over the top. Like I was watching Mary Poppins Returns or something like that. But there were a couple scenes where they're singing and dancing in it. Very choreographed. But it was very subtle. It was subtle. It wasn't wasn't over the top. It wasn't – I mean there are plenty of scenes where he's singing. And and again, kudos to Taron Edgerton for doing all the singing. I thought he did an amazing job. I know Elton John's on board – was on board. Yeah, he's a producer. Yeah, he loved the film too. So kudos to him, both of them. Um, yeah, I wasn't uh, – there, there are scenes where he's singing and, you know, it kind of feels like a musical, but it never really – it wasn't – it didn't really it, – it didn't go over the top. It didn't feel like a Broadway show. No, right? it didn't like feel it, like a Broadway show and that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah. Because I'm not a huge Broadway guy. Sure, I get it. Um, you know, I didn't see La La Land. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. There are very few musicals out there that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, but this movie wasn't that. It wasn't necessarily musical. It flirted with the idea, and that's why I enjoyed it so much. Um, the acting was incredible. Taron Edgerton was really, really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we can have another discussion too about whether or not these biopics that are coming out, how true they are, and how. I mean, they're entertainment. I mean, I'm not looking at it to, to. I mean. I'm not going to take everything that happened and say, oh, well, this is what happened in his life. I mean, right. you know, the overarching it's, it's, story. Yeah, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be for entertainment purposes, not supposed to be for ed- necessarily education. Sure. So I very much enjoyed the film. I'm more of an Elton John fan than I am a Queen fan. So I very much was on board with this film simply because of the music. Um, yeah. I, I can't say enough about the film. It would definitely be probably in the top five for me. It's that it's that still good. early, yeah. but as of right now, we it was both very, have very good. It pretty high. 
Uh, it was great. I, I, I might disagree with you from a personal standpoint. Of, I thought it was very flashy in terms of the musical numbers. But again, it made sense in the story. So for me, it worked on all those levels. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed every single thing about it. I do want to see it again in theaters before yeah, it leaves, be uh, cool. just to see it on the big screen. Um, I can't, I don't think neither of us can recommend this enough. No. So this would be a film good. to go and see. Audiences are loving it. It's one of the highly reviewed films of the year so far. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Interesting that it became a summer release. Cause I feel like this could potentially have some award buds, mm, award buzz maybe with it. Uh, but but being Bohemian it, Rhapsody came out over the summer too, didn't it? It was it was a fall. It was an early was fall. It? it was an early fall, remember. like a I September. Remember. I don't remember. Um, again, you never know. It could certainly be an awards contender. Taron Edgerton right now would be my front runner, yeah. just of what I've seen. But just again, what we've seen, you yeah. still have half the year to go, so it's way too early. But he was but again, he was outstanding. He's great. Yeah, he was outstanding. Another film I saw. I saw this on my my own. It's a film that I wanted to see. It's Booksmart. It's the Olivia Wilde A24 film. This will definitely be on my top 10 at the end of the year. 100% wildly original, inventive. Um, tells the 100% tale. 100% original? Yeah, I mean, it's, it looked like a guy's. You just you, you told me before you saw it. You said, it looks it's a like a girl's version of Superbad. That it looked like it, and then I saw it, and it wasn't like that. It's sure, the premise of guys at the end of high school or girls at the end of high school trying to experience life. Yes, I guess, I guess, I guess you can make that comparison. But in terms of what happens, in terms of the bonds, the friendships, the surprises, the idea of what the end of high school is like, uh, I thought it was great. It was very. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't super bad in the sense of like it's going to be some sex gags and some humor. Like it really was heartfelt. It was wonderful. The film did not do well at the box office at all. At all, very limited release. Um, A24 is not on a hot streak right now, but they are an independent production company. I hope this doesn't hurt Olivia Wilde as a director because I think she has a really great eye. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Go out and see it if you can. It's very, very playing, very limited places, um, but I do highly, highly recommend it. I did see Booksmart. We did see Dark Phoenix yesterday. We'll go into a larger in-depth review next week, which will be more of a spoiler review, so we'll give everybody a chance to go see it if they want to. Although I will say, looking at the audience on a Saturday afternoon, there wasn't many people in that theater, no. and the numbers will exactly the numbers will kind of show that out when we go over that. Things I liked about it, yeah, I like some things about it. Didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Did you hate it, Joe? No, not at all. I, I might. And you might agree with me, and maybe this is obvious to you, and I don't know, maybe subconsciously I kind of feel this way, but it's hard for me to watch an X-Men film and not enjoy it. I mean, even X-Men The Last Stand, there were moments that I actually enjoyed and I thought it was good. I hate The Last Stand. I didn't say it was... I'm not saying it was the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an award contender and I'm going to go out and buy it. But there were moments that I actually enjoyed it. This movie, I thought it was it was a fitting. Conc- I mean, yeah, it's a conclusion. It's a conclusion to this to, to this, this to, to the this Fox saga. saga. Yeah, to the Fox saga of of X Men. Um, I I thought it was better than the Last Stand, which says something. I thought it was we, better than Apocalypse. I thought it was better than Apocalypse too. Now again, that's 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 not saying much, but it's saying something. Sure. It's not the worst movie you've ever seen. I I very much enjoyed the majority of the film. I thought 
I don't know her name. The one from Game of Thrones. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. I thought she was great. I thought she was very good. She's great. I like I like seeing I mean the story was probably the weakest part for me was the story. Yeah. But I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was god awful. Um Yeah, I enjoyed it. It had action sequences in it. I mean it Yeah. It was it was it's not a Marvel I mean, it is a Marvel film, but it's not Marvel. Yeah, it's studios. not an MCU property. It's not an MCU property, so yeah. I'm glad to see movies that are not yeah. same as, it's, as it's the certainly, MCU. It, it certainly tries to follow its own formula. Yeah, and I think and I think that that's an admirable attempt. Yeah. Um, it looks like they failed with critics, though. It is yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I'm the not worst surprised. reviewed film. It's currently sitting at 22% that's on awful. Rotten Tomatoes. Not great. I would have hoped for something better. It's certainly better than twenty two percent. I'm going to give yeah. it that right now. Um, you know, we could, I could probably break this film down a lot more. Um, I will say, if you've seen the X Men films before or the majority of them, you might get something out of it. You might see a sense that's, of pleasure. That's, that's why. That's um, how I feel. But overall, am I going to say it's a great film? No. no. Uh, I'm not going to re-rank the X-Men films because we've done that before. It's below all the Wolverine films. It's, pro- it's actually probably better than uh, Origins Wolverine. Um, but who knows? I mean, we'll break it down next week, and we'll have a larger expose, larger conversation on the the legacy that is the X-Men with Fox. I think it'll be an interesting conversation. So we'll do that next week. Last but not least, I saw Secret Life well, of Pets 2. two movies. We're going to focus more on Secret Life of Pets 2 okay. today. I did. See, I saw All Is True. It's an independent film with Kenneth Branagh and Shakespeare. Uh, might might put the audience. I know it's going to put Joe to sleep, so we'll skip on that. Doesn't mean s- that the audience members. Sure. Know I saw Secret Life. Of, if you guys want me to talk about it, I will. Just okay. let me know in the comments. Secret Life of Pets too. I uh, saw it this afternoon. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was fun. It was huge. Um, I very huge. much. I very much liked the first one a lot more. Uh, in the sense of you had these basically four or five animals. And they come together and tell a larger story. In this one, it like it, it reintroduces basically three of the main characters, and then they all go on their separate journeys, and they don't meet up again until the end. So, in many ways, it very much feels like three short films that are kind of like overarchingly tied in together. And I didn't like that necessarily. I will say Harrison Ford is in it as a new character. I thought he stole the show. I thought he was funny as as an older dog named Rooster. That's funny. Um, but overall, I thought it was worth it. If you like the first one, if you like Illumination films, you'll get something out of it. I thought it was fun. So that's that. That's all five films. Next week, uh, I will probably see Men in Black International. I'll let you guys know how that is. Catching up on some box office stuff. Who do you think won this weekend, Joe? Pets or Phoenix? Well, that's an obvious question. It is Secret Life of Pets. Uh, it did it did do forty eight million dollars domestically. However, it's still not great for Universal. The two thousand sixteen film opening weekend made one hundred and four million dollars. So it made half the not money. An original story made man. half the money. It's a sequel. Uh, Dark Phoenix only made thirty three million dollars domestically. That is uh, incredibly low. The lowest previously was Apocalypse, and that made $66 million, so it's about $33 million less. Uh, it only did 107 international. Uh, it's expected to lose about 100 to $150 million 
overall. It's a big, big budget. Again, a lot of that is due to reshoots and things like that. Um, a little disappointing. It's too bad. Godzilla King of the Monsters won the previous week that we were not here. Uh, it's currently sitting at $292 million worldwide. It's okay. Its budget was around 220 so it's not it's not doing great. Uh, what I would be concerned about if I was the studio is Godzilla started pretty high, and then Kong Skull Island did lower than that, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters did lower than that. So it's it's not going in the correct direction. It's going in the reverse direction. And Warner Brothers is already in production on Godzilla vs. Kong. Like they're filming it now and released for next summer. So they can't really stop the train. Um, you just kind of have to hope that people go and see that film. Otherwise, it could be looking at negative returns, possibly two films in a row. Big budget films as well. Yeah, but they're going to have Jurassic Park. What Jurassic World, the last one. Jurassic World? Yeah, there's another Jurassic World. That comes I know, but we're, we're talking about Godzilla, though. Oh, well, no, you were just talking about... Sorry. Okay. That's okay. I thought you were talking about negative returns and how that ties into some larger issue that Universal's losing money. No, I, okay. I, I think we're good. Uh, Rocket Man currently sits at $102 million worldwide. Doesn't seem like a lot. Its budget was only $40 million. Nice. It's already made its money back double. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those films that I think we'll be able to play for a while. Yeah. It should have a nice home release. People will, will stream it. They'll watch it. Um, Really, really happy that it's doing well. Again, you need to look at it relatively in terms of its budget. I think that's more of an accurate picture. Um, Aladdin looks so far, besides Endgame, to be the winner of the summer. It's already passed $600 million worldwide. It's only its third third week of release. Um, You guys have been wanting me to track Endgame. It's right now about $57 million behind Avatar. It's about one month left in theaters. I don't know if it's going to make it. Um, in theaters on its current run. However, Disney has already teased the idea of doing a re-release later on in the year. They've mentioned two options. One, they'll re-release it with unused footage. So that means they're going to make a three-hour film even longer. I don't know. Uh, or two, they want to re-release it in time for Oscars to get an Oscar buzz push as well. So who knows what's going to happen with that. But those are the numbers. You ready to jump into some news real yeah. quick, Joe? Then we'll hop on to the more bigger stuff. Yep. The more bigger stuff. That's not the right way to say that. That's okay. Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Sonic the Hedgehog had a trailer come out. Got a lot of negative reaction. Apparently the studio heard it and has been delayed a full three months of February 2020. They just cancel it. They're not just going to cancel it. They've already shot it. Um, this could be a larger conversation of how much do we... Should a studio listen to fan reaction, especially before the movie's even been seen? This really isn't you know, a property that I care about. Yeah. Or, Interesting, or you though. care about. Correct. Uh, Swamp Thing, the final trailer dropped. I wrote this down a couple weeks ago when I saw the trailer. Having caught up, Swamp Thing has already been canceled six days after premiering on the DC Universe. I think this is a larger topic of what the DC universe is actually going to become, which is, it looks like it's going to get folded into the Warner streaming service. And we talked about that before. Um, I don't know. I don't have DC universe and Joe does neither. So we can't say that we watched it. Um, didn't get bad reviews. It's a James Wan produced hmm. thing, but I don't know. Six days. That seems kind of quick to, to give up on it. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Jessica Jones, they've announced the final season will be released on June 14th. They released the trailer. The trailer was a little underwhelming for me. 
but I will definitely watch season three. I've watched all the Marvel Netflix shows so far, so I will stick it out. I think Jessica Jones probably is the best character of all the Marvel's Defenders on Netflix. I'd love to see her continue on, but it does not look like that's going to happen due to legal issues and all that stuff. New Mutants, back in the news again. I don't know how this movie is still alive. It's supposed to be released in 2018. Uh, it is going to do additional reshoots now for a 2020 release. Uh, a lot of this was apparently due to Macy Williams. Her availability with Game of Thrones, now that Game of Thrones is over, she has more availability for reshoots. Um, I don't know. They've This is still a, technically a Fox, Fox X-Men release. So they, they've been basically advertising Dark Phoenix as the last one, but this really will be the last one. I, I don't know. You still have any interest in this, Joe, or does no. it feel like it's just like... I don't know. Do you believe I mean, it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it will actually make theaters at some point? No. Yeah? But they, Do you? I want to say no, but they keep, they keep it on their schedule for some reason. I don't know. Maybe there's something in it. I'm not a horror fan in general, so I don't know if I necessarily want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I would have had, I would have, I had an interest in seeing Brightburn. I know it's something totally different, but yeah, no, it's, just, it's, I got it's you. a, it's a horror. I, I didn't know it was going to be such a horror type movie. So otherwise I would have been interested. It's apparently in horrifically horrible. Yeah. Or it's supposed to be chock full of horror. Yeah. I would have wanted to see, it looked like an interesting movie. Yeah. But so part of me with yeah. new mutants feels like one for the most part, it's already shot. Um, and it's kind of like Dark Phoenix now that Disney owns it. You know, you might as well release it to get some sort of return on investment, right? Like they've already they already own the debt balance sheet on it. It is it easy for them just to dump it on streaming and get basically nothing for it? No people watch it on streaming, or do you put it out in theaters and maybe get some sort of money back? I don't know. It's kind of like the Dark Phoenix thing. I think with with Disney now, it's like well. The film's already shot. It's already made. We're not just going to can it. Like, we may as well put it out in theaters. So, who knows? Um, this news will very much excited Joe. I know he was talking about it all week. The Russo brothers are going to produce Some Magic the Gathering, the animated series to Netflix. Did you ever play Magic the Gathering? Yeah? Yeah. I never played. I, I always wanted to. I always thought it looked cool. I never got into it. It's it was an enjoyable game. Any interest in watching? No, but I know there will be a lot of people that are interested in this. This this is this sounds like a good idea. It's is it I, again? It I doesn't don't, interest me, but I know it would be. I know there are a lot of people that are still play Magic. Yeah, um, I don't know much about the game. Do you think it's easily translatable into an animated series? Because sometimes board games or things like that, it's hard to. Or games in general, right? Like, how do you make hmm. it a game, like a game That's style? That's true. I didn't to, think of that. To I a narrative. I didn't think of that. You know, like video games and like that, right? Yeah, it's hard to make that, that, yeah. that change. That's that's tough. Yeah. I don't know. But I just know people are still gaga for magic. Nice. Okay. Uh, let us know what you guys think. There is some D23 news. However, we're going to hold off on that because there's larger D23 news that came out late this week. And I want to give it its own segment next week. I don't want to brush over because I think it's big stuff. The last big news, um, and this is really big news, I think. Warners is going to skip 2019 Comic-Con Hall H. Doesn't mean they're going to skip Comic-Con altogether, but Hall H is the big hall where they're presenting all of their stuff. Again, I feel like Warners 
did a really good job at Comic-Con last year pushing out stuff like Aquaman and Shazam. Had a lot of stuff out there with Disney not really being a part. It looks like Disney will not be a part of Comic-Con this year. Again, because they have D23 by themselves. Why promote your stuff at Comic-Con and pay for that advertising when you can do it at your own convention? Um, I don't know. This is interesting because they have the Joker coming out in October. They're not going to promote that. They have Wonder Woman coming out the year after. They have Birds of Prey coming out in 2020. It could have been a good opportunity to have Robert Pattinson come out as Batman and talk about Batman and talk about kind of why Matt Reeves, kind of why they're doing the film. So it's interesting they're not doing any of that. I don't know. And they're not having a presentation on Godzilla King of the Monsters. You know, I, I don't know. Any any thoughts on that? I mean, it's a, well, it's a I've big, written, that's a big miss. I've read an interesting, or I, when I was doing some research uh, before the show, and this is kind of a side topic, but it's related. It'll make sense. Um, about E3, which is the electronic entertainment video game convention that they have every year, and how companies, in particular, Sony is not going to be showing anything at this convention. They're not going to release anything. Now, one of the one of the opinions on that was that stu- that the video game studios they don't necessarily need to promote it anymore because. There's YouTube and there's other avenues for people to push their product, and, their product and entertainment. Yeah, um, you know, and people aren't necessarily going to video game stores and buying video games. They're buying them on Amazon. They're buying them, you know, at GameStop. They're you know, or whatever. They're buying them third parties. They're not necessarily going to the source like they used to. You know, and renting video games or whatnot, people aren't doing that. So uh, how how it relates to movies and what you're talking about is, I wonder if you know, as you're saying about Disney, Disney's not going to be going to Comic Con because they have their own convention. Yeah, Warner's doesn't have their own convention. You know, there's no other there's no other big convention. Yeah, there's no other outlet. So maybe they're seeing it as it's unnecessary because they can push their products in other avenues that are cheaper sure and i mean i don't know that's just that i'm just connecting i'm connecting two different app two different entertainment venues yeah together and thinking that that might be a reason why because why else would a company not want to do that unless they see that the benefit doesn't outweigh the cost yeah i i i agree to a certain extent i understand disney like i get it there's no need to to double promote your product, especially because Comic-Con D23 will be right after Comic-Con to a certain extent. Um, again, a lot of people that go to Comic-Con for the most part, they're already going to see your movie, right? Mm-hmm. If they're excited about going to Comic-Con and dressing up in cosplay and yeah. going to the hall, they're already going to see it. You don't need to sell them on a new Batman movie. That's my point. They're going to see it. Again, I think it's more about the larger aspect of being trending on social media, of getting those that's likes. My, that's my point. Right, and I think that's what Comic-Con does, though. Like, Comic-Con gets that out. Like, that's Comic-Con, you become a trending topic at Comic-Con. Like, people go to Comic-Con to get on social media, to put their stuff on social media, to get traction you don't that think, You don't think it'll get promoted anyway? Even uh, of course it will. Of course, I, I think people are super excited for Wonder Woman 1984. I think that's that's going to be a big push, but 
the idea of what Comic-Con has been in the past. It's like Gal Gadot gets revealed that's in the past, as though, Wonder Woman. But that's in the past. Sure. So that's And that's what this article I've read about video games was – this is pre-YouTube. Sure. E3 was 1995. This was pre-YouTube. Mm-hmm. Before you had any sort of video subscription, before any – before any sort of videos could pop, come out about video games, you had to go to E3 and read mm-hmm. magazines about yeah. what video games were going to come out. Yeah. Now you don't have to do that. You can watch videos. You can watch gameplay. You can do everything on YouTube. Yeah. And so it circumvents. Maybe it's the way of the future. That's what I'm. Well, at least that's what the point of this article was. It was an interesting article. Um, I think it was on Business Insider or something like that, but it was just I'm I'm paralleling that to the to the movies because you know we've talked about this before that movie studios are losing money, right? By and large, some part for the most part for the yeah. most part you they know just the need small, to hit, they need to hit big on the, the big ones. The small studios are not necessarily. I mean, they're staying afloat, but for now, yeah, you know, I mean, it, there's a reason that Disney bought Fox. It's not because Fox is not a good property, but because they see themselves as maybe not willing to be, be able to compete with Disney. You know? Right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. I, I think it's, it'll be interesting. We're, di- we're diverging. It'll but, be anyway. interesting to see if other studios that, that walk out of Comic-Con. Again, Comic-Con is in July, so we're, we should start to hear what the schedule is going to be like and all that stuff coming up. Um, you know, I don't know. I thought it would be cool at Comic Con if Joaquin Phoenix came out and they they showed some Joker footage and it got the buzz rolling. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, we're going to keep you guys abreast of Comic Con and information that happens with that. It's obviously a big, big time for us. We cover we covered a lot of it last year, uh-huh. so we will do that next year. Before we get into our recommendations, we want to plug San Jose Stage Company. We have the production of Mamma Mia happening now. Plays through July 7th. Get your tickets at thestage.org. Again, Mamma Mia, playing at Sound of the Stage Company. Get your tickets at thestage.org. Amazing, amazing show. They have a couple amazing people working there, uh, including myself. So go check it out. Yeah, including you. Uh, At this point of the show, we do recommendations. Um. We've done a TV and video game recommendation. I didn't check with you, Joe. Do you have a recommendation for this month? Although it's for a game that has yet to be released, but it's Great. a recommendation anyway. Would you like to go first or would sure. you like me to go first? Um, and this ties into the article that I was reading. I was I was researching games on, because E3 was this weekend. Um, again, that's a big video game convention where video game trailers are usually in footage and new game systems are being released. You know, it's like the it's the video game version of comic. Well, not that's okay, not a good comparison, but it's a convention, um, right? I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a big convention for video games. Yeah. Um, and one of the games that caught my eye, I don't own a PS4, or Xbox One, but this looks very cool. I watched some video game footage of this. About you know, they have thirty minutes of footage. I watched a big chunk of that. It is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? It's to be released in November of this year. It's on Xbox One and PlayStation Four, and it looks very cool. Like, and and the, and the soundtrack looks great. Sounds great. It has Forrest Whitaker in it as like you know a side uh, one of the protagonists in the in the in the story. Um, but just the fact that you can play a, I mean, this is something that has always interested me 
is being able to be a Jedi and move things with your move things with your hands. You know, do lightsaber battles. You should go to the void in Disneyland. But but that but this game looks like you know, and every every year or not every year, but every successive system that comes out, there's always a Star Wars game that comes out that kind of taps into this interest. Um, and obviously I'm not the only one who's interested in doing this because otherwise they wouldn't make the games. People want to do lightsaber battles. We're going to talk about some things at Galaxy's Edge later, and that's one of the things that I'm interested in. Um, but this game looks really cool. It's, you know, you can force move things with your hands. You can, the, the, the lightsaber battles and the sounds of the game sound incredibly accurate to the movies. Um, you know, has a good soundtrack that's, you know, like I said, I watched like 15, 20 minutes of a 30-minute walk, 30-minute actual game footage. And it looks very cool. I don't know about the story. It's supposed to take place right after Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. That's when it's supposed to take place. And obviously it's a spinoff from from the actual Star Wars story. There's not going to be – there may or may not be similar characters in it. But it looks very cool. I, if I had a PS4, I would definitely buy it. Cool. November 15th, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Awesome. Uh, I do have some TV recommendations for you guys that are not the OC. Um, (laughs) I do have – I watched the five-part HBO miniseries Chernobyl based on the Chernobyl nuclear disaster starring Jared Harris and Selen Skarsgård. It was great. It was fascinating. It was a story that I didn't know much about. Um, I truly, truly enjoyed it. It's kind of good quality HBO programming. Uh, Good Omens, which was which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime, it's based on the nineteen ninety novel. Nineteen ninety, yep, novel by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, written by Neil Gaiman, starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Um, it's about these two angels, uh, one good, one bad, one from heaven, one from hell. Uh, kind of the their friendship and kind of an obstacle that comes in between them. Very funny, very very good. Uh, really really enjoyed. It. It's only a six episode arc. It's a good watch. Uh, and then finally, this is a show that's been trending all over social media the last week or so when they see us on Netflix. It is about the Central Park Five case, the nineteen eighty nine case. I did not know much about it. I didn't know really any, I didn't know anything about it before I started watching it. The Central Park. Central Park Five. So it's about five young men, five African American men, who were accused of beating and raping a jogger. In Central Park. Okay. Uh, and then they basically got coerced into uh, confessions um, and then basically got sent to jail, uh, different time lengths and different periods. And then obviously new evidence and new DNA evidence kind of exonerated them, but it talked a lot about wrongful incarceration, um, you know, police brutality, kind of stuff like that. It's directed by Ava, du- Ava DuVernay. Um, who's done things such as Selma, Wrinkle in Time. She's great. Um, it's a four-part miniseries. It's about four hours. Um, it was really, really powerful, really, really good. It's been trending on social media. It's been doing so well that Oprah will actually have a special on it coming up on her own network and on Netflix where it will revisit the Central Park Five. Um, can't recommend that enough, but I did like both Chernobyl and Good Omens. Um, So go check those out on your respective streaming services. Next up, um, because we both liked Rocket Man so much, uh, we're going to ask the question. I'm asking the question. 
in honor of Rocketman getting released, what are your favorite and worst biopics? We're not going to spend a whole hour on this. We're just going to run through a couple each okay. of they like of that we liked and didn't like. Why don't you give me a couple that you liked, Joe? I got a whole list, buddy. Sure. Why don't you Why don't you give me Why don't you give me two that There's you like? There's too many to mention. There's too many to mention. Uh, run through it. Okay, I'll run through it. Walk the Line, Ray, The Social Network, Amadeus, Capote, Bohemian Rhapsody, Schindler's List, A Beautiful Mind, The Imitation Game, The King's Speech, The Aviator, Milk, The Pianist, The Fighter, Darkest Hour, Green Book, Straight Outta Compton, The Wolf of Wall Street, Raging Bull, Diving Bell and the Butterfly, Goodfellas, and Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Those are all biopics, technically, and they're all yes. amazing movies. Yeah, they they are well, there. Did you put I, I put those? those. I, I put three of those. I put uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Capote. I think that's a really good film. Bennett Miller, who's done a lot of good stuff, um, like Moneyball and Foxcatcher. I think he's a great director. Loved Capote. I put uh, Sean Penn as Milk, the 2008 film with Gus Van Zandt. Um, really a, a powerful film, especially for a Bay Area person. Uh, and straight out of Compton overall, again, NWA, again, you know who NWA is because of the music and things like that. But as a white person living in America, you don't necessarily see the overarching um, social impact that they gave to society, especially African-American society. And so to see that on film was really, really powerful. Um, so those are three films that I chose. Why don't you give me... One or two negative ones, if you have any. I only have a couple, and one of them I already mentioned was Lincoln. I didn't think it was a bad movie per se, but it was very dense, and I didn't really get – it didn't really excite me. Um, also, another movie I saw, probably you've written this one down, and this was one that's all that was on many lists that I tried to find – of movies that were bad biopics, and I agree with this one. Jay Edgar was pretty bad with uh, Leo Leo DiCaprio and Arnie Hammer. Hammer. That was a pretty bad one too. Okay, uh, some negative ones. I put I only put a couple down. I put Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman just got released in 2017. Luke Evans plays Professor Marston, who invented the character of Wonder Woman. Uh, which we all know and love now. It feels very much like a an attempt to cash in on the popularity of Wonder Woman overall. Not a great biopic. I also picked The Greatest Showman, um, which is Hugh Jackman playing uh, P.T. Barnum, uh, a very, very fictionalized version of what P.T. Barnum was. Um, didn't like it, didn't like the film, didn't like the songs, didn't like the music. Didn't a lot really of people like- did. It did. It, it made a made a boatload of money. A lot, a lot of, of people, people liked, liked it. it. Not uh, you. I personally did not like it. Um, but that's that. Let us know what, what biopics you guys think are your favorite and worst. If we had more time, we'd, we'd dive in a little bit further. But I think that's a pretty good list that, that Joe gave us. So mm-hmm. we can probably spend an hour on that. Uh, next up, last couple weeks, giving us some new trailers. Joe spent hours dissecting all of these frame by frame. First up, we got we got our first look and our first trailer at Netflix Dark Crystal prequel series. Um, I'm in. I, in? I, yeah, I, I like the idea of puppetry. I like the Muppets. Again, I know it's not a Muppet. It's not, thing. Muppets. I know it's not a Muppet okay. thing. I get it, but I like the idea of puppetry of Jim Henson. I like that world. I, I like the Dark When's Crystal. When's the last time you saw the Dark Crystal? Do you 10 remember years? what it was about? 10 years, 15 years. 
I saw it once when I was like eight. I mean, I it's not I something that like, like I'm nostalgic for, but like if it's on a service that it's got, I already it's, have, it does have a cult following. I will. I'm not not to criticize the movie, but not to foo foo those, not to foo foo those people. But it's got Taron Egerton in it. <laughs> your new favorite actor? He's not my new favorite actor. He is a very good actor, though. You know who is your favorite actor, though? Next up, Sylvester Stallone. First trailer, Rambo: The he's Last. He's very Blood. good. He's he's he, well. He's making similar movies like how are you? Like, he's making similar movies like Liam Neeson is making similar on a scale similar movies. from ten to ten. How excited are you to see Rambo: The Last Blood, Joe? Ten, and like I'm the most excited, and one I'm not excited. What do you mean? How excited are you to see this movie, Joe? Five. Interesting. You see the last Rocky movies? Like no, Rocky? I didn't. I, I didn't see Creed. That's I okay. still haven't seen Creed either. I saw Rocky Balboa. That was pretty bad. Is that the one where he fights Antonio Carver? I don't remember. The last Rocky movie. It's the one where he fights Antonio Tarver. Um, Antonio Tarver is playing a fictionalized version of himself, but he's like Rocky's like. 50 or 60 and he like fights based on a video game like there's like there's saw that one yeah anyway, so like anyway. the video game is like yeah i don't know anyway. anyways i i in this? no i i've never not at all i never i don't even think i even saw the first rambo films or the other rambo films yeah honest. it's not so your cup of tea i don't think i care um wow but whatever i mean people like it great hope it's good I don't even um, think you've seen a Sylvester Stallone movie you've liked. I like Creed. I like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, Sylvester Stallone is in it? Yeah. Okay. He's in it. I didn't know that. I like Creed 2. Okay. Uh, I like the first Rocky. I don't like Rocky 2. I like Rocky 3. Oh, okay. Um... Uh, next trailer we got is uh, Disney and Pixar's Onward. This Onward is, and Upward. This is a film that I actually saw a little bit of a first look at. at D23 2017's D23. Um, Two years ago. Yeah. It, so it, I don't, we didn't really get much of the story from the trailer, no. but it very much focuses around everyday world where mythical creatures and magic exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't get much of that from the trailer, um, you no, really got a, get much of you got a lot, not a lot, but you basically got Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. It looks like that's how they're going to sell the film, right. uh, and but people will probably see it. Yeah, I I have to say I'm a little underwhelmed. I'm not overly excited about it, just because they didn't tell you anything. Didn't look great. You're gonna like it. You're I'm sure. Of course. At this point, it's got Chris Pratt and listening. Tom Holland, the two character, two factors that you love today. They're the only ones I love. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Don't put words I said the ones you love today. You yes. love Tom Holland. You I love I, Chris Pratt. I believe at D23 we'll get more footage and we'll get yes. more information about it. So I'm looking forward to that. To However, your whistle. The, yeah, the first trailer was a little underwhelming. Um, but who knows? My guess is they'll attach it to The Lion King to get a lot of clicks. And Toy yeah. Story 4. So that's probably and why. Frozen. Yeah. And Frozen and Maleficent. And all that stuff. So it's probably smart that they're releasing it now, especially with Toy Story 4 coming yeah. out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, we did get our first trailer at Fox's. These, these are more Disney's. These, these last couple movies are more my speed. Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, it's very cool. I have to tell you, I thought Ford 
versus Ferrari is going to be Christian Bale versus Matt Damon. I did not do any research about it before. Neither did I. But apparently they're on the same. They're team. on the same team, okay. which is fine. I'm cool. not judging that. I I, I genu- for some reason I thought one was a driver for Ford, one was a driver so for Ferrari. But the trailer gives us a little more clarification. Christian yeah. Bale is the, driver is the driver for Ford, and then Matt Damon is, is his. Is, is he Ford? I thought he was a Ford guy. He's a Ford guy. I don't know if he's like Henry Ford. Well, he's he might be like Henry Ford was like an eighteen. Not, I'm sorry, from the Henry Ford like lineage. Yes, like yes. maybe he just he works for Henry Ford or he's yeah he's, he's well he's well, whatever he's associated with the Ford company. Yeah. And he's trying to find a driver, and, and Christian Bale's the driver. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, they again. Uh, this is a, I, it's an award award contender. Absolutely. Well, yeah, they moved yeah. it out of the summer to move it to award season. So looks um, very cool. When Disney purchased Fox, that was one of the the schedule changes they moved to move cool. it to award season. That's um, more and it has season. the director from Logan. Yes, and Wolverine. So yes, um, it, it looks to be very, very. And there good. was another movie that said in the trailer that he directed. I can't remember. Who it was. Uh, Walk the line. Walk the line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I don't know his name. Um, he's he's great though. He did the last two Wolverine films and Walk the Line. Um, last but not least, we got our first trailer again at a Fox Disney property at Astra. Brad Pitt. Looks cool. Don't know much about the story. That's fine. Looks cool to me. Uh, it's a. It's seemingly something about Brad Pitt's a uh, astronaut, astronaut of and his father is Tommy Lee Jones, and he has to do something that his father couldn't do or something. Looks or, like an interstellar type film. It looks cool. I think yeah, it looks cool. I, it, it looks. looks it looks good. like it looks like a cross between Interstellar and First Man. And yeah, they didn't give us much, which is probably what they were going for. I, they I they wanted to tease a little bit. Uh, could be a big year for Brad Pitt with oh, both this me? and for Once Upon a Time in I Hollywood. I love Brad so, Pitt now, um, today. Today you do. Well, I, mean, I just mean like in general. Like yeah. he's, he's – he's, you can say what you want about his personal life or whatever. I don't care about his Yeah, life. I don't care about his personal life. I think Everybody he's a great has, actor. Everybody has a personal life. Yeah, we have personal lives. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat debatable. Debatable. I'm here doing the show you with you. Are you? Thanks, buddy. No I appreciate that. Yeah, are you I interested am. in the movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I. Why not? It looks fine. Looks good. I don't know when the last time I've seen Liv Tyler in a movie though. Uh, I don't know. The Hulk. I don't know. The Incredible yeah. Hulk. I don't know. Mm. She's good though. Lord of the Rings. I watch Lord of the Rings. That's Lord of the Rings. Once, though. once every year or so. That's Lord every Lord other year. Hopefully, you don't watch the every Hobbit. three years. No. But I, know, I own them, though. Although that would be another movie that has good acting in it that's a bad movie. That's a great answer. That was another – That was another. I, I can't take credit for that. I read that somewhere. But that's all right. The guy – it was on Reddit or something. Somebody had said that the guy who played who – played Bilbo? Bilbo. Martin was, Freeman. Martin Freeman was very good. good. Yeah, I like Martin Bilbo. Freeman. He was He's perfect. Good. He's good. He's good but, cast. Or he was good casting in a movie I did not like. Yes. Yeah, good. Uh, so those are some new trailers. Let us know what you guys think about these trailers. Any other trailers that come up in the next week or so, we'll probably discuss them. Um, or we may just save them for future. But there's some good good looks out there. And, yep, a lot of good movies And we'll out. see. This is a good time for trailers. Um, yep. We may get a big drop of trailers at Comic-Con. But again, who knows because of what's happening with Comic-Con. So we'll keep you guys Well, let's just to, just to be clear, we I'm not saying that the that the... 
the fires going out of Comic-Con. I'm just simply saying that that was something that no. I, it was something that I read about E3 and the fact that Sony was not presenting there. It's an interesting take. And that was the reason, and that was a potential reason why. Yeah. And so I'm applying that. I'm I'm making a parallel to that to Comic Con. Yeah, and no one's saying Comic Con's not in, interesting or that it's not a good. You venue. still you still can't get a ticket inside. I'm just saying that that could be a reason why you know for Warner's deciding not to, to promote. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll 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 follow that we're story as it goes. Uh, last but not least, we're going to end up on some very cool, I think, theme park stuff this week. Yep. But before, I didn't write this down on the rundown because okay. it just came out on this day, June 6th, so earlier this week. On this day, June 6th of 1959, the submarine voyage opened in Disneyland in Tomorrowland. It eventually closed, obviously, and on reopened. This, okay, say that again. On this day in June 6th? June 6th. Okay. So June on... 6th was earlier the yeah, week. Yeah, it's not today. Previously in the week. Okay. Um, I've done this segment before a little bit on this day. <laughs> So June 6, 1959, Submarine Voyage opened Disneyland. It eventually, of course, got retooled for Planet Atlantis, and then it got retooled to Finding Nemo, um, which opened in 2007. You know, I'm not sure how much of a Tomorrowland ride it is. We talked about this debate a lot. It was at the time. At the time. But again, it's... Outdated. It's a little outdated. It's popular. People like Finding Nemo. Um, But again, in that space... What else are you going to do unless you literally entirely just re-gut the entire submarine? And I think a lot of people would not be happy about that. But maybe if they wanted to build, like, the Tron light coaster, they might need more space to do that. Maybe. So who knows what's going to happen I think that. that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be very cool if they did that. Uh, Frozen and Tangled Lands. We talked about this before. They've announced this previously at Tokyo Disney Sea. It is set to be called Fantasy Springs, so it's going to be an entirely new themed lands. These lands are going to be exclusive for Disney Tokyo Sea. They are not planning any frozen themed lands or tangled themed lands in other parks. Again, if it's a big success, you never know what's going to happen. It may cross over into other parks, but I don't know. Kind of cool. Actually, there's a question that I had later on about um, franchises and IPs and themed lands. I think Frozen could actually be a good one. There is a Frozen attraction in Walt Disney World, but that's about it. Some of the artwork they've shown for this looks very, very cool. Again, they're going to have the whole castle of Arendelle. They're going to have the ice castle. So it looks to kind of be like like an iconic landmark, kind of like a Sleeping Beauty type of thing, mm-hmm. where it's like a center point where people are kind of taking pictures. Yeah, pointing to the, the castle. Um Ratatouille, the ride construction, has officially begun in Epcot's Walt Disney World in the France Pavilion. There are strong rumors on MiceChat.com about Ratatouille being linked to Disney Anaheim. Again, MiceChat is a very, very popular... MiceChat? It's MiceChat.com. It's a very, very popular uh, blog and chat area, kind of like a Reddit, um, you know, blog posting for Disney enthusiasts, which I follow when I get on. Uh, it's had some very, very credible sources and information kind of before the news officially breaks. Ratatouille, I think it'd be really, yeah, really cool. It would be cool. Uh, Disney, I don't know where they're going to put it. They got yeah, no room. It says Disney Anaheim, so it doesn't know if it's Disney California or Disneyland again. Very, very speculative at this point. Yeah. It's a big hit in France and Disney Paris. Yeah. But again, understandably, it's based in Paris. Uh, it makes sense in Walt Disney World and the France Pavilion in Epcot. 
Um, I don't know that it makes sense here in, yeah. in Anaheim, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what type of land it would seemingly fit into. Either right, it's what not, type of land does Marvel stuff do you fit in? Well, it's going to be its own land, right? I, 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 I know. I'm, okay, well, I'm simply you saying, can't you can't create a land just on Ratatouille. Like it has to fit point. into a land. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a Maybe fantasy critter county because <laughs> he's a critter. <laughs> I mean, that's a very clever answer, to be honest. I did not expect you to come up with that off the top of your head. That is... Uh, critter country. You... Because uh, he's a critter. You threw me off. I, <laughs> you still... I'm stumped right now. That was great. That was a that was a fantastic... That, that was great. That was I a great answer. Puns. No, that was a great answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll keep you guys abreast of Ratatouille. Um, but again, very, very cool stuff. Um, last but not least, Galaxy's Edge has officially opened in Absolutely. Disneyland in I Anaheim. Know people who have gone. Initial reactions are breathtaking. Mm-hmm. People seem to love it, enjoy it. Um, you mentioned you know some people that were going. I yeah. know some people that went. Did you talk to them? I talked to them on Friday. How, did they like it? They said that it was very cool and they loved the fact that there was a limited number of people because they were able to experience the whole thing and get on the Millennium Falcon ride like twice without how much of a wait. That's awesome. So it's actually, so it actually worked out. Yeah. The way they did it, it worked out perfectly. At least, pay, at least for the people pay pretty heavy. Yeah. They, they were staying at the, one of the Disneyland hotels, but it's fine. I'm not making yeah, a judgment. Yeah, no, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I talked to him. He said the Millennium Falcon ride was actually very cool. Um, he said he wrote it twice he wrote it once with his family with about like five people, five or six people. It was fun. Nice. But he thought it was – surprisingly, he thought it was more fun when he went with just two people than he knew. Nice. And there was only like four people in the cockpit. So you had to like do multiple things and that was more interesting. That's what, nice. he, that's what he said. Yeah, again, they because because they because, did a limited because, number because well, no, no, I'm I'm just saying because he said like if you're a driver, you can like if if you're a pilot, not a driver, if you're a pilot of the Millennium Falcon, you only control one axis. Yeah, so you only can go left and right. You can't go up and down. Yeah, somebody else goes up and down. Yeah, so that's what makes it interesting. So he said that when he was by himself, when he was. When he was with like two other people, you know, in on the ride, mm-hmm. that it was it was more fun because he was doing multiple things at once and it was kind of chaotic. I don't know, yeah. but who knows? Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I that heard, was just I, his I, reaction. I heard that, that too. Uh, again, because it's limited, not everyone's on it. They 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 did reveal that there will be single rider line for Millennium Falcon. Gotcha. Um, so again, it, it looks like at, at a certain point, especially when it opens, people will just be single rider. And just kind of taking the extra spots, mm-hmm. as it were. So you might not be able to get to do two positions at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, that was just what this one looked was. very cool. Um, you, you, I, I checked out some of the first images inside. I didn't want to do a ride through because I didn't want to, to spoil it for the first time. But yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. I saw no. some flashes of what it is. Um, it did kind of reveal that yes, you can crash. But it is an, is it, it's a full eight-minute experience. So even if you crash, you're still able to to fly and to do other things. It's not like you crash and the ride's over. Um, you're still able to experience it. But again, 
what people are saying for the ride, at least what I'm hearing, the queue is very much the cool part. Yeah. Because um, you go in, you see um, Honda, who is the Millennium Falcon uh, trader, who's going to kind of lead you through, and then you kind of sit in the waiting room that kind of has the chessboard and all that stuff, and that's where oh, you take yeah, your yeah, pictures yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, again, multiple queues, which, again, helps ease the line stress, it as it were. Keeps people interested. As well, yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Um, Me too. It looks. I mean, it's a real life size. And that's just. We're just and we're just talking about the ride. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. There's other obviously other yeah. stuff to do. Yeah. So in the that's land, a good question. And we're continuing. So on. besides the ride, again, we don't we don't have Star Wars Resistance the ride up yet. Um, but of other activities or other things, is there anything that, based on the reactions of the images, that have caught your attention? The one that sounds the most interesting to me that the... Besides drinking blue milk. Besides drinking blue and green milk, yeah, at Olga's Cantina. He said that Olga's Cantina actually fills up very quickly. I'm sure. Um, Because that's like the restaurant. Um, It's the main one, yeah. The one that he said was very cool that his brother did was he bought a lightsaber. And he said it was... Savvy's Workshop. Savvy's Workshop. You can buy... You can build a custom lightsaber... Pretty pricey, $200. Yeah. yeah. But he said it was definitely worth it. Especially if you're a fan. I'm sure yeah. it is worth it. And I might shell out when we go. If I'm we just, go. Yeah, of course we're going to go at some $200 point. $200 for a green lightsaber, baby. How about this? You get the, the lightsaber because I'm going to go to Mubu's Droid Depot. You'll make the droid. And I want to get a droid. You want to get a BBA? It, well, because you can get, uh, whatever, you whatever, can get BBs yeah. or R2 units. You can combine them so you can get a top half of a BB and R2 R. BB? Yeah, I mean. R2-8? Again, and again, it, it showed a little bit about kind of how you can choose the personality chips. Again, you can control it kind of with a remote control so it goes around you. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's... I, I didn't pay too much attention to the lightsaber part, but the Droid Depot, basically the parts are kind of like on a revolving um, kind of runway type of thing, and they're going. Like a sushi boat? Kind of, and you're just picking up the parts that you yeah, want, yeah, yeah. and then you're putting it together, and you can put it back. If you don't cool. like it, you can test it out. You can get brand new parts at the end, yeah, um, and then you can kind of basically walk out with your Droid uh, intact. So that's something that I the the lightsaber looks very very cool. Yeah. I definitely will get one at some point. You can get you can get certain number of crystals. You can't get like everything though. No. You can only get like red, red, purple, green, and blue are the only ones that yeah. you can get the colors. Of yeah, the yeah, lightsaber. yeah. I mean, I I'm sure I'll get both. I probably just won't get both at the same time. Yeah, like I'll probably make one purchase of a droid, then I'll go back six months later and get the lightsaber. You have to um, make appointments just to have it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Can't just walk in. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's June crazy. 24th is going to be an absolute madhouse. madhouse. Um, so, yeah. Madhouse, they, at the they mouse, are, madhouse at the Mouse House. They are still selling individual times yes. and individual days for Galaxy's Edge up through June 24th. But, again, you have to purchase yes. the ticket and you still have to stay at a Disneyland resort mm-hmm. and hotel. And they have jacked up prices to around four hundred, five hundred dollars a night. Uh, but you can still isn't that what it usually is? It could be a little bit lower. Um, but again, you're still you're still paying premium. To. It's they, they choose to. Well, to guarantee your access in the Galaxy's Edge, you have to stay at the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. Um, anyway, but again, that's that. It got me thinking about now that Galaxy's Edge is open, which Disney franchise or IP would you like an entire theme park land based on? We talked a little bit about this with individual rides, what kind of mm. rides we might like. 
We haven't necessarily talked about overarching lands. I'm just going to run through some that I wrote yeah, down that um, are either in development or in other parks that I haven't seen. Some Alice in Wonderland, which would be in Disneyland Alice Paris. Alice in Wonderland land. Yeah. Um, again, Marvel Land is being built in several different That's places. That down. makes sense. Zootopia, again, because it's an entire it's an entire land that. already. Yeah. Frozen, I think, would actually okay. be very, Frozen, very cool. Frozen, I can see. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. There's an entire Pirates port in Disneyland Paris, hmm. which has multiple Pirates rides and Pirates themes and restaurants. Cool. Um, and then I actually put down The Incredibles, because I like The Incredibles. But again, we already have The Incredicoaster in Disney yeah. California. So, again, I'm not sure how you build the land without potentially its biggest attraction. You said you put down Marvel because that just, makes the most uh, sense, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the only one that I could think of, honestly, because... It's, it's a tough question. If, if Well, no, not really. It's just... There, well, okay, my point <laughs> is, is there's really only one other franchise or intellectual property that can match or Galaxy's marvel... <laughs> no, that wasn't as good as the other Or one. can Marvel... Nope. Star Wars. That, and wasn't that, is, good. that wasn't as good as Critter and that Country. Is, and that is Mar- Marvel Land. But it doesn't... It you doesn't, blew it on the first joke. You anyway, the one anyway. Um, Marvel Land. It, but we'll see how it turns out in Disney's California Adventure. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really... Again, Star Wars and Star Wars and Marvel stuff have really nothing to do with Di- Disney other than the fact that they bought it. They own them. So... I mean, it makes sense, but that's the only one that can really match the interest. And I think the audience. Yeah. The, the appetite for it. The right? appetite. People yeah. want it. Yeah. People want a Marvel land. Yeah. Especially with be. the, especially, you know, yeah, there's, there's no question. People will want a Marvel land. Yeah. With Marvel rides. I don't know. I don't know Marvel how. experiences, yeah. buying shields, buying Thor's hammer, buying things like that. You yeah, know, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. The possibilities are endless, and I would not be surprised to see Marvel Lands pop up all over the place. They are definitely popping up all over the place. Um, well, yeah, but, but sorry, Dis- sorry. no, that's yeah, okay. But Disney surprised. California will be the only one in the states. There will not be one in Disney World. Again, yeah, some of some of that is due to yeah. licensing rights uh, east of the Mississippi, because Universal still owns some licensing rights to Marvel for their theme parks. You can actually go on like a Spider-Man ride. And a Hulk ride in Universal Studios in Orlando, believe hmm. it or not. But again, they don't have any connection to the MCU, obviously. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and one of the things that I like about Marvel, the lands being built in the different parks, is all the different parks: Disneyland, Paris, California, and Hong Kong. All of the experiences are going to be different. They're going to feature different characters and different ride attractions. So in theory, if you went to different the different parks, you yeah, would have we, a different we, experience. We've discussed that. I am gonna thank you so much. I'm just kidding. Well, no, uh, I'm just saying we we we've talked we about did. that. We did. We we talked about would you rather see would you rather see cookie new, cutter cookie yeah. cutter rides that are just transplant transplants of other rides, yeah, carbon you, copies, yeah, carbon copies, or do you want to see new rides? The only attraction or franchise that I put and I tried to think out of the box would be Wreck It Ralph. Uh, as a land, simply because, again, the idea of the arcade, there's multiple avenues would be of cool. the arcade. Again, I, guess, I don't know I don't how know you, yeah. I don't know how feasible you do that. Yeah. You know, do you do like a sugar crust ride for like kids with like the race cars, like a fix it Felix attraction? Again, I don't know how that works. I'm just trying to think out of the box. Yeah. Um, but that's that. 
that is mostly it for our show today. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you guys listening. Next week will be uh, a little bit different. We may be a day or two late. Uh, I will be out of town for most of next week, but I promise we will get an episode at some point next week, maybe on Monday, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we're looking to do a little teaser. As we talked about before, we'll talk about the X-Men and the Fox legacy, and we'll break down Dark Phoenix in more detail, including spoilers. And we have... Uh, one really, really big D23 announcement, and then another D23 news that we're going to follow up on as well. So that's our show. It's Sunday night. Joe's looking at a Game of Thrones night as yeah, well. Yeah, we got um, another episode. Anything else you want to say, Joe? It's good to be back. I missed you after a week, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Glad to be back. Yeah. Go out and check out some stuff. Uh, as always, Leave us a like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us a recommendation on some TV or video games. And we'll be back next week. All right. See you guys.